I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Clay. We are going to do a short, concise, to-the-point episode about 75 Hard. This is mainly because I've been getting a lot of DMs after finishing the program, and it's a pretty comprehensive program. There's a lot of technicalities to it, and I feel like when I answered on stories, people just weren't really digesting it and still had follow-up after follow-up, and I didn't want to only share my experience. Clay's been doing it with me. So we felt like we'd come on, we would answer what 75 Hard is, share our experiences, pros and cons. And then I also put a Q&A on my story yesterday. So we have about 10 solid good questions that we're going to yeah. answer for you guys. So we are going to hop right into it. Do you want to go ahead and explain the components of what 75 Hard is? Yeah, definitely. First and foremost, like the biggest description of what it is, is it's a, a discipline challenge. It's not a fitness challenge. So the goal of doing all of this is not to get that beach body or anything like that. It's to develop mental discipline and it's to do it in a very rigid and cut and dry way. So there's five different critical tasks called them that you have to do on a daily day basis. The first and foremost is two 45 minute workouts a day. They have to be three hours apart and one of them has to be outside. The second component is that you have to drink 128 ounces of water. The third component is that you have to drink 
or not drink, <laughs> that you have to read 10 pages of a business or nonfiction book or a self-help book. And a big thing with that is it can't be on a screen. It has to be an actual hard copy paper book. The fourth component is that you have to follow some sort of a diet. It can be any diet that you want. It can be paleo. It can be vegetarian. It can be vegan. It can be a macro diet. Like It's completely up to you, however you want to do the diet component. It could be not eating out anything, anything that you can think of. You just have to stick to it. And it has to be clean. So there's no cheat meals. So like... I can't go eat a box of hot tamales while I'm eating a clean macro diet. And then the final component is that you have to take a progress picture of yourself every single day. Perfect. And I think you went through the technicalities, the two 45-minute workouts being three hours apart. Mm -hmm. And then another specification with the workouts, they can both be walks. Andy says that, uh, I guess we should give credit where credit's due first and foremost. This program was developed by Andy Frisella. He is a business owner of multiple businesses, very successful guy, but he started off from the bottom and found that as a business owner, he was like drowning and couldn't sustain the lifestyle that he had. Oh, and you also forgot to mention no alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yes. That's a big one. Yes. So Andy made this program so that himself as a business owner could like, quote unquote, get his life together. So that being said, once again, not a fitness challenge, more a get your life together challenge. And the program gets a lot of heat for being too extreme. It's on the news. People are like tagging and adding Andy. It's all over social media. And a lot of the questions I got while I was doing it is like, don't you feel like this is so extreme and like bad for your mental health? But I think what's interesting is if you boil it down, the program is actually only about two hours worth of stuff a day. Mm -hmm. You've got the two workouts, which add up to be 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. 10 pages of reading, which could probably take 15, 20 minutes max, even if you're... Depending on how deep you want to dive into it. Yeah. And then the water you're just drinking throughout the day. So really, the life that you're living is actually what's making it extreme. You're working way too long of hours. You're spending a ton of time doing all this other stuff. Really spending two hours a day on yourself is not that extreme. Yeah. And well, it's interesting because everybody's looking for an excuse for it to be too extreme so that they don't do it. I mean, you're just making an excuse for yourself to be like, oh, it's too extreme. Like, no, two 45-minute walks, anybody can do that. Anyone can do that. It's not going to the gym two times a day and heavy back squatting or breaking your body down, you know? Very easy. A diet. I'm going to not eat candy for the next 75 days. Very easy. Yeah. And I mean, I guess using the word easy might be the wrong word choice, but we are all just the type of people that everyone just wants what they want when they want it. And so to take something away for 75 days is kind of triggering for a lot of people. But really reading 10 pages a day, super doable. If you look at your screen time on your phone, I'm sure you could allocate 10 minutes of that to reading a hard copy book. And the water, I found that a lot of people would say the water is the hardest part. But really in our days, we're drinking so many things. Like people drink Diet Coke all day, kombucha, me, matchas, black coffee. And really, you're probably drinking 128 ounces of fluid, but you're just drinking a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And I found that by drinking the water, it stopped me from drinking so much other fluids. Yeah, definitely. Which then helps with your calorie intake, which then makes you feel better because you're drinking more water. It's clearing all that stuff out. And after the first week, the 128 ounces gets way easier. Yeah. The hardest thing about it is that the first week you just have to go to the bathroom a lot, but your body 
gets back into homeostasis and equilibrium and 120 an ounce water, you'll find that you're not going to the bathroom any more than you were before you started drinking that much water after about like a week, two weeks, I'm sure it changes for some people. Yeah. And I felt like I was still thirsty even after drinking, you know, 75 ounces of water by the afternoon. I'm like, I still want more water. Yeah. It kind of sheds some light into how deprived we, how much we deprive ourselves of that essential key of hydrating, you know? Mm-hmm. 70% of our bodies are water and we don't drink any. <laughs> and a lot of times when you think that you have a headache coming on or you think you're hungry or you think all of these other things, oftentimes eight, 16 ounces of water is honestly all your body wants. It's just thirsty and dehydrated. And I found that by drinking more water, I'm like, oh wait, actually I don't want a snack right now. I, I was just thirsty or oh, I'm like so tired and blah, but water. Drinking the water. I mean, mm-hmm. that alone is a takeaway for even if 75 heart is not up your alley, trying to drink a gallon of water a day is really beneficial in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally agree. Um, okay. So I think we talked about the extreme part, pros and cons. For me, the biggest pros are that it improved my ta- time management skills. It helped me better manage my stress because I kind of just knew that for the whole 75 days, it was just going to be stressful. Like it was going to be a lot. I was going to have to figure out how to make it all work. And so by knowing that I was going to be like in the tornado, mm-hmm. it's like you're in the eye of the tornado. It's just calm right there. Like I, if I get stressed, I'm not going to be able to get anything done. So I might as well just do only the task ahead of me. Yep. And that's all I can worry about. Um, I spent way less money eating out. Obviously no money on alcohol. Drinking water limits the drinking of other beverages like I just mentioned. I definitely slept better because I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. But one con of that would be there are nights when you do get less sleep because you've got to get everything done. Yep. And then a last huge pro would just be how much I learned from reading. Reading was something I always loved growing up and in high school, but you can easily fall out of that habit by just scrolling your phone or watching something on TV before you fall to bed. But incorporating more reading into my life, I feel like I've learned so much in the last couple of months from picking that habit back up. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any pros to add to that? Yeah, I think that most people will find that like it's a very similar set of pros that they'll find from this. And like that is a vast majority of them. One that I would add on to it is like confidence. It's a really hard program to do. And the best way to build confidence is by doing things that you're uncomfortable with and doing things that are hard. And as you continue to add building blocks onto the streak of 75 days, you know, five days, 10 days, 15 days, that confidence just grows and grows and grows. And it starts as confidence in just the program, but then obviously that confidence is going to spread to every other area of your life. If you're like, no, I can do my day-to-day activities while two 45-minute workouts while also meal prepping and doing a diet while also reading 10 pages and also drinking 100, like, oh my gosh, I can do all this stuff. Well, you're going to feel really good about that and just kind of got to put your brain on overdrive. So the confidence that you get from it is the biggest pro for me, without a doubt. I would definitely agree with that. You definitely kind of develop this like, wow, I'm kind of like a badass, like complex. You're like, I'm really killing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll just put a caveat on that because we're going to go to the con list next. It's a really hard program. And the con list is that like, for me personally, some people might be this way. Some people might not. I'm very hard on myself with it because I know how it's described to be done. So I like try and do it to the T. And if anybody has listened to good old Andy Frisella, he is hard ass to put it in layman's terms. And he's just so raw with how he describes it. So I was like, I have to follow it exactly how Andy would follow it, which is like very masculine, very cut and dry, very like you can't eat a chocolate chip because that's a cheat meal. So it's really hard. And I've personally had to, I've made myself restart like 
How many times? Five, 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We make a joke that maybe I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. We're like, Clay actually doesn't want to finish 75 hard. He just wants to do it forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that could be a con and like, it can beat you down a little bit, you know, just don't ever quit. If you fail, you know, that's fine. You got to hit start over on that app that he has and go back to day one. You know, that is what it is. Yeah. Going off what you said about it being really intense. I think that is the part you have to be careful about because if you're giving 100% to every aspect of 75 hard every single day and you're trying to give 100% to your work, your career, your family, your friends, you're going to get burnt out and you're probably going to fail the program or you're going to you know, fall short in other areas of your life. And so for me, that was kind of the battle I was having with 75 hard was, oh, well, I'm kind of spreading myself too thin here. But then about day 25 into the program, I was like, I need to stop trying to do everything at 110%. I need to try to do everything at like 90%. And the program taught me, okay, maybe you don't need to go work out to an absolute max and beat your body to a pulp twice a day. And you don't need to read the world's hardest book about quantum physics every single day. How about we accept that going for a walk is okay? How about we accept that reading a book about self-help that I enjoy is okay. How about we realize that as long as I'm eating vegan, I can still have like seconds of being vegan. I'm not, I don't need to be so rigid with it. And within the program, I'm still doing 10 times better than I would have been doing before I started the program. Drinking every weekend, getting nachos, like thinking that nachos is like a healthy dinner or all the things that we were doing, like you're still doing so much better, even if you're doing 90% effort. Yeah. And that 90% is what's going to teach you in the long run, those sustainable habits and actually make you implement it in them. Because if you just burn yourself out, then you're like, screw this. This is way too hard. I'm I'm never going to be able to maintain that instead of being like, well, my best some days is really, really good. And my best the next day is not that great, but yeah. I'm still trying. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this is it's to develop a life that can be sustainable. It's not like you do it for 75 days and then it's like, oh, we finished. Okay, now I'm going to go immediately back to my old habits. Like, Mm -hmm. no, the point of these 75 days is to break those old habits and reform new ones that can be done for the rest of your life, you know, from a standpoint of vitality. So definitely need to find a way that makes it work for you within the confines of how the program was developed. And that's why he allows so much freedom in it. He's like, you choose what diet you want. You choose what workouts you want. Like this is supposed to be your program. And I try to think of it as 75 hard isn't the program. It's the tool to help me fulfill the program that is my life. That's beautiful. Thanks. Like by working out every day, I have more mental clarity. It takes, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to do for fitness that day. I don't have to wonder if I'm going to be drinking this weekend. It's just like, oh no, you want to achieve those goals. 75 hard is how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Another con I think I'd put onto it. You have to develop like a very monotonous schedule. Like your day-to-day routine will be maybe not hundred percent the exact same, but 95% the exact same thing every single day. And for some people that's a huge turnoff, you know, they like to have variety and different experiences in their day, but in order to make it as least stressful on yourself as possible, like you should develop some type of routine that's like, here's when I'm going to do my first workout. Here's when I'm doing my second. I'm Maybe you meal prep. Maybe you come up with your idea for what you're going to cook the next day, the night before. Some sort of a schedule is going to be very, very required in order to be successful with the program. Because, And even with the schedule, you're going to have nights where it's like all of a sudden midnight comes around. 
And you're like, oh man, I've got to do a second workout and it has to be outside. And you're like, I guess and it's storming. going for a walk at midnight or whatever it is that you decide to do. So yeah, because there was schedule and routine. Times like when Clay and I went to Colorado and New Mexico and we didn't have our routine and we're like, oh my gosh, we have to stop in a parking lot now and literally get our workout in. And we're going to have to keep refilling up our water bottles and stopping at all these gas stations to pee just to stop 30 minutes down the road and do it again. So there are definitely days that you are pressed very thin and have to really, really think about your schedule. Uh, I think a lot of people end up failing around like events or holidays because they're just like, I don't know how I'm going to get it done. So really being proactive before those dates happen and being like, okay, that day is going to be very different than my normal routine. How, how am I going to puzzle piece that whole day together? Mm-hmm. And I also think it makes you really good at multitasking. Often, so every week, something that I have to do is re-listen to the podcast episode that's going to be live on Friday. And that usually happens to be on Thursday. Well, that's a whole hour thing that I have to do every Thursday. So then I started being like, okay, well, every Thursday night, I'm going to go for a walk and listen to it. And I'll make sure that I have that downloaded onto my phone and then I can go for that walk. So you end up figuring out some things that you can double down on. Or maybe Mm -hmm. if you meet your mom once a week, maybe your your Sunday evening workout is going for a walk with your family trying to work some things together so you don't feel like you have to do everything separate. Yeah. That's definitely something we learned from the program. Um, I think that's, I mean, yeah. we, could, we could make a lot more pros and cons, but oh, definitely. that's that's the main ones. And I'm sure we'll answer some more throughout these question and answers. So first question was, what was an unexpected benefit that you experienced? You go first. Me go first how receptive everyone around me was to the program. My mom ended up starting the program. You started the program, even though we kind of started on it together. Um, I had a lot of people that followed me or were customers at the shop say they were starting the program and how good my family was about working around that schedule. Like my mom was just so on board. She was like, okay, if you're going to be walking every morning, like let me know. I'd love to join you on the walk. I had friends that were like, I'd totally walk with you those days or come to this yoga class. People were really excited for me and willing to help me make it possible and like checking in on how I was doing and making sure I was feeling okay. So it was just really nice. That kind of a community outreach. Yeah. I think people will find that there, so many people have done this program now and there's Facebook groups. You can join, you know, Andy Frisell's community by using the hashtag on, on mm-hmm. Instagram and different social media outlets. And you'll find that Everybody is so willing to help people that you've never met before who are also doing the program will lend insight or give some piece of advice. And it's really cool seeing that community aspect build and build and build from this program. Absolutely. And anyone that started it really, really gets it. Mm -hmm. There's definitely going to be some people that like don't get it at all. I did get some questions like, okay, well, what's your like first meal back going to be? Or what's your first drink back? There is no first drink back. I honestly think if you successfully complete... I honestly think a successful completion of the program is not really wanting to celebrate on day 76. Mm -hmm. My celebration was I went to the gym, did my morning workout, and then I went to a park and laid out in the sun for three hours with my book and put my phone away. Truly, my celebration was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to go sit outside and like be still for a second. Mm -hmm. But I still did almost everything of the program because I'm like, that felt great. Like, why would I just ruin all of the progress I just had? And before I started it, I think I definitely thought, okay, once this is over, 
like I'm just working towards the end. But as the program progresses, you're like, no, this is actually really nice. Yeah. So with how the program's set up, like you're really doing yourself a disservice to not do it how it's intended to be done. So if you're going out and it's so easy, if you're if you're not in a relationship, if you're like living on your own, of course, you can just not do your second 45 minute workout. Nobody's going to know except you. And that's going to like, it's just going to take away completely from what it is. So if you do it that way, then yeah, you can say I did 75 hard, but like you yourself will know that mm-hmm. you didn't do it right. And some people that might be fine with, but I think a lot of people that's just going to eat away at them. So take that as a caveat going into it. It's really easy to have things. No, nobody's going to know except me, you know, I'll just mm-hmm. keep on going or, you know, whatever the dynamic is. Andy has had some people on his podcast that he talks about specifically 75 hard. And it's really interesting to listen to these people. And he chooses people that he like sees their store and he knows that they did it exactly how it was intended to be done. And that's always the conversation is like, oh, I finished 75 days. Like I'm going to give myself a break, a relaxing period, you know? And out of the three that I've listened to, all three of them were like, I went and ate Burger King. And when I was eating that Burger King, I was like, why am I doing this? Like this was the habit that I just spent 75 days trying to break. And I'm immediately doing it the minute that I don't have to follow these confines anymore. It's like, well, what, what was the point? Why did I just put myself through 75 hard if what, I was just going to go point? back to my old behavior? Mm-hmm. And all of them were just like, yeah, I don't want to go back to being that person. So I'm just going to start right back up on the Live Hard program two days after they finished 75 hard. Because it's like, well, why, why wouldn't I? Why stop I, now? You know? So it's interesting. And I think you realize if you already did it, Andy says this too. If you can do one day of 75 hard, new 75 of it, it's the same thing every day. Every day is a new fresh start. Mm-hmm. You've done it one day, you can do it another day. And you only need to worry about one day at a time. Yeah. It's kind of like anything that you quit, people get so hung up on like, how am I going to keep this up forever? You don't have to worry about that. All you have to worry about is the 24 hours ahead of you. Yep. A beautiful thing to think about is just fall in love with the process. And that's mm-hmm. with anything. If you get so sidetracked by the thought of finishing 75 days is a long way away. If you focus on the process and all you do is just focus on this one day, well, one day is a lot easier to complete than 75 days. And once you finish one day, it's behind you. You don't even think about it anymore. The next day becomes your new current moment. Focus on the process and it's going to be so much easier. So much so. Did you have a specific answer for what was an unexpected benefit that you experienced? Yeah, for me... um, my background and kind of like my goals that I have, it's very fitness and, and, you know, physical movement oriented. So I would try and do like two legit 45 minute workouts a day. I'd go for a 45 minute run and like a, a fast pace, you know, like hit four miles in that 45 minute run. And then also go do my CrossFit training That's for like three, three hours. hours. And I was like, this is how it needs to be done. Cause I, I have the capacity to do that, but I don't have the, nobody has the capacity to do that for 75 days straight. Like you need a rest day if you're putting your body past a certain physical exertion limit. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Uh, It took a lot of failed attempts. Um, It took a lot of conversations with you. It took a lot of soul searching because like, that's how I wanted to do it. And that's a con of it is like, I read into it so much like Andy. Like Mm -hmm. I can do two 45 minute lifting sessions a day and I know that my body can handle it, but my body's just going to be beat up. But I was just like, just power through, man. You, you know, or, who cares but about being hurt? You would do that and then you wouldn't have the mental strength or energy to do the other aspects of the program. Yeah, the diet component. 
So the biggest benefit to me was now I just do all of my CrossFit training, you know, which is like three or four hours. And then my second workout a day is just a strict mobility session. I do 15 different stretches, three minutes in each one. And so it's a recovery workout. Like it's a, it's a double benefit to me. I'm knocking out that 45 minute second workout and I'm also helping my body recover so that I can continue with my goal of wanting to excel at CrossFit. And that's the beauty of it is you can set this program up however you want. You set your goals and you do it that way. Same thing with the diet component. Love that. All right. Next question is, what are your favorite workouts? You kind of just touched on that. You love being able to do your CrossFit because that's your personal goal. And then the mobility helps you with your CrossFit goals. Mm -hmm. For me, I just love to run. And I think I'm always just going to love to run. And I've had this resistance of, oh, I need to try and do all of these other workouts because I love running so much and I'm not going to say running is easy for me, but I just am naturally good at it and I enjoy doing it. So then I think, okay, well, I can't just go and run because it's easy for me. So I think that I have to go and lift and do the stair stepper and go to these you know, fitness classes to try to make it harder. But I was reading this list of something from an 85-year-old guy and it was like, what is one thing that you wish you, or like 10 things you wish you would have learned when you were younger? And he's like, that the movement that I enjoyed doing, I wish I would have just accepted that and done it. Yeah. Like if you just love to ride your bike, then just ride your bike and you just love to lift. And you're like, you're not going to yoga classes out here and doing all of these other things. You're like, no, I love CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And if I just focus on CrossFit, it'll be great. You don't don't need to go out and shoot hoops. It's not helping you reach your goal. So I think for me, I was trying to switch it up every day, but ultimately running is like, where my passion is, I guess. Yeah. And I think that it took away from your benefit. Like this program is supposed to be beneficial to you, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you love running and you're doing all these other things, then say you went and did the stair stepper in the morning. Well, then you're not going to be as excited to go run that second half of the day when running is like, what's going to give you the biggest benefit to yourself, that biggest emotional benefit, Mm -hmm. the biggest physical benefit. But if you're doing something that's taken away from that first, then like, well, then if, you're, if, if you start off your run in a bad mindset, then like you're not going to get what you need to get out of it. Exactly. It's like, don't take away. Just just figure out what you like to do and do it. Like, Yeah, don't worry about what everyone else is doing or what the best mm-hmm. workouts are. Or even as a girl, it's so tempting to, I mean, I'm a guy too, want to tone just like certain areas, but you're probably going to resist certain workouts if you absolutely don't want to do them, which in the long term isn't going to get you where you want to be anyway. Yep. Just Move what in whatever way works for you. And pretty much for me, that's running, walking, and yoga at the time. Yeah. I try to sprinkle in one lifting a week. That's it. That's your cup of tea. That's my cup of tea. All right. Are you going to still continue habits after 75 hard? Which we've you've ar- on. You've already started, you know, you finished the program and you've continued to implement them. I personally plan on going on and doing the live hard program. We won't even get into what all that is, but it's just an extension. 75 hard is the first step of like a four phase program that Andy has created. And it obviously implements most of the behaviors that you've learned from 75 hard. So yeah, I don't, I think that if you want to do 75 hard, you should want to do it as we said earlier to implement like a sustainable growth in yourself that you're going to carry with you through the rest of your life. Um, the only way to do that is by continuing to do those habits that you've formed over the 75 days of doing the program. For sure. Okay. How did you know you were ready to start 75 hard? Me answer? Yep. Okay. So quarantine time, let's think back in like 
May 2020 is probably when Clay and I started seeing it on TikTok. I can remember the exact moment I showed Clay. You were like on the couch and I was at the dinner table and I was like, we should do this. And we both were like, probably had like a beer in our hand and we're like eating tater tots. And we were like, yeah, that sounds great. And then we were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. It was totally me. You were like, you were stoked about it. You were like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, that sounds awful. I absolutely don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Wait, we were like, well, that's that's a good goal, but we are not in a place where we can start that like tomorrow. Yeah. So we kept seeing videos. We That's when we really started listening to yeah. Andy's podcast. That night was when we decided like, no, we want to do this, but we just figured it out right away. Like we're not ready to do this. So that was the stem of it. And then we just slowly sprinkled in and like changed our habits a little bit preliminarily mm-hmm. to set ourselves up for success, knowing that we wanted to do this program. Eventually, yeah. And we didn't ever say like, okay, we're going to start it six months from now, a mm-hmm. year from now, three years from now. It was just kind of like if your goal is to run a marathon, you're not usually like, I'm going to run the marathon on this day at this time. It's like, it's just a goal that you have in the back of your head. Yeah. So we went sober first. That was probably the first thing we did sober September mm-hmm. and did sober October. And then we were way, way more mindful over the holidays than we had ever been in years past. Definitely. And then we stopped eating out so much. And then when we got new cars, that was probably like the biggest catalyst because we were like, well, we have a lot more bills now. What's an area that we can cut back? And it was like, for sure, the eating out. And Clay and I love to eat out. We could eat out seven days a week. Easily. That was probably our worst habit. And honestly, like the thing I miss the most, I just love going to a restaurant and after like working my ass off all day, having someone serve me. Like it feels so good. Yeah. Like I hate working all day and then having them like cook and clean up and do the whole dinner thing. Just having someone wait on me feels amazing. And that was the hardest part. I could spend $50 every night going out to eat. Yeah. That's like a dream. Easily. But we had to cut that out because it was just getting excessive to the point where we didn't even feel like we were eating out in a way that was a treat. It was just like, this is what we do every single night. Like, where are we going? Yeah. It took away from the the charm of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially being that with how busy both of us were with my old job and with you with New Wave and everything, we didn't really get a whole lot of time together. So like that was kind of like a treat, a date to go mm-hmm. go out and spend time together. But I, it, it just became so like, I don't want to use the term monotonous, but we were doing it four or five times a week, you know? So it did kind of become monotonous mm-hmm. and it just was less special. Exactly. So that was definitely the hardest habit for me to break. And I also felt like I would eat really healthy breakfast and lunch, like at home I'd have a smoothie, a sandwich, and then dinner was where I would let myself have whatever I wanted. And it made it much easier to follow the diet that I chose for the program, which was being plant-based eating at home. So they went in hand in hand. We just stopped eating out more because it was hard for you to count your macros. It was hard for me to find as many plant-based options. And it was just easier if we made it ourselves. And then it saved us money. And yeah, it all just kind of worked together. Yeah. I don't even think we really like, quote unquote, knew we were ready. We had just a couple of months prior told ourselves that we were going to start setting ourselves up to get ready for this program. And then we just kind of left it at that. We just kind of like let the universe do the rest. And yeah, it was that day. And it, it all stemmed from like a financial component of just like, all right, we need to come up with probably a more fine-tuned budget. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? And we both looked at each other and it was like, 75 hard would probably be really good at, Making us, us in stick track. to a budget, then 
it was like no hesitation. We were like, yeah, we're doing it. And then I started the next day. And then you started the day after that. Yeah. You guys want to hear a funny story about that? If you want to, if you want to out yourself, you out yourself. I'll out myself because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> so we started this day and Allison was all on board. And then I went and hung out with my buddies. And as we've spoken before on the podcast, weed is my vice. And I came home and just had to say it right away because there's no way that I can hide anything of that from you. So I hit the bong over with my, at my buddy's place that night. And then I came home and was like, yeah, so I did that. And... I failed the program on day one. So to anybody out there who wants to start it, just know that you can do better than me. <laughs> I just like went in my head and looked at him and I was like, are you kidding? This is supposed to be a team thing. And he's like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, okay. And I mean, I wasn't really I mad. Was I was ashamed. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not starting over just so we can be on the same day. So you're just going to have to be a day behind me from now on. Yes. And that's okay. Uh, all right. Next question. Well, was there a moment when you almost quit and how did you stay strong? Well, I'll start with this one because <laughs> I've never come close to quitting. As I said earlier, I've failed multiple times due to the diet that I've chosen due to that story that I just explained. Wait, really quick. Someone else's question was, what was the hardest part for you? So I feel like those go hand in hand because so the hardest, mm. what are the hardest components for you? Yeah, the hardest component for me is just the diet restriction. And that's because I chose like probably weight. I probably set too strict of a diet on myself. So what I said was I was going to do a macro diet. And what that is, is just counting your calorie amount and splitting it out. Me, 40% to carbs, 30% to proteins, 30% to fats. And then I was way too extreme on the clean aspect of it. So if I ate one chocolate chip, I was like, well, I'm going to make myself restart. And I am a huge snacky, candy, baked goods, anything, you name it, sugary things. I just am such a sucker for. Um, And I also eat a lot. Like I do a lot of physical activity. So to maintain that, I have to eat a lot. But I just went way, anytime I went way overboard on like my calorie intake, even if it was clean, I made myself start over. And uh, I mean, to the point of like, he was being ridiculous. Just being ridiculous, yeah. He had a protein cookie dough that we ordered from a vegan protein website. And he ate like a spoonful and the next day he's like, I'm starting over. And I was like, dude, no. Because it is not cheat. Che- that is not cheating. <laughs> but everyone has to, okay, okay. We're, we're getting way too specific. Yeah. The point is, but that what was, was your hardest part? That, that is what the hardest part it was for me. Um, and I've made the decision my, myself every time of like, uh, you need to start over just because that's how I intrinsically felt with it. It was like, I don't feel that I'm doing it right. Having ate that food or ate that much food. So I'm going to make myself start over, but I've never actually been close to quitting. Mm -hmm. What, what keeps me motivated is just the fact that I told myself, you know, I gave my word to myself that I was going to finish this program. I don't know how long that's going to be. Maybe it takes me a year to finish this program. That's okay. Because lo and behold, I gave myself my word that I was going to finish this and if I don't, then I'm going against my word. How can I give my word to anybody else, whether it be in a profession, whether it be in a relationship? Like your your word doesn't mean anything if your word doesn't mean anything to yourself, first and foremost. So that's what keeps Love me that. motivated. I think you made a really good point there that you were way too strict about the diet that you chose. Because if we go back to the whole point of starting 75 hard is for long-term change. Long-term, you should be able to eat the protein cookie dough when you're working out four freaking hours a day. So 
we had to tone down his strictness and be like, how about we have a clean diet, but it doesn't need to be spinach only here. Like you can have an extra potato at dinner if you're absolutely starving because you worked out four hours a day. Yeah. So point being, make it work for you in a way that you're excited about and in a way that you want to upkeep long-term. You're not just doing it for the program. For me, the hardest part was definitely getting in two workouts a day. I love to walk and I like to move my body, but as a girl with long hair, I just like don't want to get super sweaty twice a day. So it was for me being too strict on myself, thinking I had to get two full-blown hard workouts in a day. Also because I'm over here comparing myself to Clay every day, who's going to these CrossFit classes. And I'm like, I went for a walk. And then I was just feeling like shit all the time because Clay was totally excelling in that area. And I was comparing myself to him. And then he, on the flip side, is comparing himself to me finishing 10 pages in three minutes and being better about the eating part. So we were just kind of letting ourselves compare ourselves to each other and trying to keep up with the other person's best area, which is so necessary. It's only, it's a program only for you. And I think doing it with a partner or a friend is amazing. And it's so, so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. And the accountability is fantastic, but you don't need to compare your 75 hard with anyone else's 75 hard. It's just about you. Yeah, that's perfectly stated. All right. A few other quick questions. We'll rapid fire these out. Um, working out and doing 75 hard in the winter. Quick thoughts. Yeah, it's a fantastic question. Honestly, I'm thinking of myself in this. I'm bundling up and I'm going for a walk. What that's I normally it. do mm-hmm. is I go out and stretch. Like if you did your first workout as like a light workout inside, then maybe go for a run outside. But I just think that's really extreme to be like, I'm going to go get some (laughs) exercise bands and do some air squats and like make this body weight workout out in the frigid cold snow. Like, I guess if the sun's out and it's just cold in the winter, like you can bundle up and do stuff, but definitely like go for a hard power walk and you're going to be bundled up. So you have extra gear on. So it's kind of like a weighted walk, you know? Yeah. I think it feels good. I did a lot of walking last winter and it was so nice. It's like absolutely silent outside And in the winter, it's so easy to just be in your house and wear tons of layers and eat a bunch of cookies and just totally veg into that holiday style. And I think getting outside, waking something up in you that's like, yes, there's going to be a light at the end of this tunnel. It's going to stop being winter at some point. And I've got to be a contributing member to my life here. Yeah. Some too. When you go outside, like that idea of breathing in fresh air is just like something that everybody needs. But I truly think that Breathing in cold, fresh air is like the most rejuvenating and like awakening experience of all time. Like when you just breathe a nostril breath deep into your lungs of like below freezing temperature, it's like, ooh, it stings a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it feels so good, you know? It does. It's weird. It is a weird feeling. But yeah, I don't think with the winter coming up, you don't have to let it hinder you. No. You can do your harder workouts inside and then just go for a walk. Throw a podcast on. Call a friend, walk your dog. The, the dogs need to go outside as much in the winter as you do. You can do it. And then last question is just how do you stay motivated? And going off what Clay said earlier is, you know, you can do hard things. For me, let's take running, for example. I've run quite a few half marathons before. And anytime I'm on a run and I'm like getting tired at like three or four miles, I'm like, girl, you've literally ran like 20 miles before. Why? You're not that tired. You're fine. You can do it. You've done it before. 75 hard kind of reteaches you that too. Oh, I already did 75 hard one day. I can do it again the next day. And as that discipline grows and grows and grows, you're like, oh, of course I can start a business. I did 75 hard. Oh, of course I can do this. I did 
this. And it just keeps compounding and your confidence and discipline will just keep growing. And in anything, if you're going to be your own worst enemy and not have confidence and just beat yourself up, it's going to stop you from achieving pretty much anything you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And this program definitely helps your your mental, I think. Not for everyone, but... I think the best way to stay motivated is to do this program with a high, high level of Mm self-awareness. Know first and foremost why you're doing it. Don't go do it just because everybody else is doing it on the internet. If if you don't want to do it, then don't do, don't it. do it. Like you're, it's gonna really suck if you don't want to do it. It, it kind of sucks when you do want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like so, if you don't want to do it, then then don't do it, and that's completely fine. Like just because everybody else is doing it does not mean that you have to do it. Because if you don't think you're gonna get a benefit from it, then you're not gonna get a benefit from it. So there's mm-hmm. no point in doing it. But if you know that you want to do it. Find your reason of why you want to do it. Um, I like to call it the burn, you know, like what gets you up and motivates you to do your day-to-day activities, you know, like what gets you up to make you want to do well at your job? What gets you up to make you want to be a good parent? What gets you up to make you want to be a good friend? You know, like everybody has a burn that pushes them to want to be better. Um, Find that, find that and apply it to this program exactly. And then while you're in the program, like have that self-awareness, know when you're feeling down, know when you're feeling up, know what activities have boosted you and made the day easier when you're doing this program. Know what activities have taken away from you and made the day really, really hard. Um, The higher level of self-awareness that you can apply to it, the better understanding you're going to get about what the day is giving for you. And then you're just going to have that information. You know, it's really hard to make a decision without any information, but with self-awareness, you get all that information and then it's really easy to make the decision. So well said. And the books you can read can be around like if you're wanting to do 75 hard to become a millionaire you can read books about money if you're wanting to get more into spirituality read about that if you're trying to like clay become a crossfit athlete and do crossfit for your workouts if you're like me and someday you want to run a marathon incorporate running you can really angle it in any way that's going to help you benefit your life like i said earlier make it your own 75 hard you can research and research how everyone else has done this program and what worked for them and what didn't but really the only way you're going to find out is just figuring out what works for you. It's and beautiful. you got it. All right. Well, I think we can end there. You just wanted to get our thoughts out. So there was one place where I could send people. And uh, again, crediting Andy Frisella. He's the inventor of the program. He has an app. He has multiple podcast episodes. He has a website. He has an email list. Go there. He's got everything you need to know. He also, yeah, the app is really, really beneficial. It's just, they just search 75 hard. It's a really easy trackability app. It's got little check marks for each critical task that you just click it when you're done. It's got a little calendar that shows you what day you're on. Like it really streamlines the streamlines the process for you. And then on a on a separate note, he also owns First Form Nutrition. Um, that's his like first company that he started. He has multiple businesses now, but it is a great community. And they also have an app, First Form app, that you can get on and like. Ha- if you're wanting to do it for a goal of like betting yourself from a fitness standpoint or betting yourself from a diet standpoint, like you can definitely use that app and the whole company. I'm pretty sure he makes everybody in his like company do this, but that maybe doesn't like it. make it. But a lot of people in his company have done this and they have like great communication channels, coaches that can be with you and walk you through it and use Instagram, you know, hashtag 75 hard. Um, a great community. So if you're thinking about doing it, use the resources that are at your fingertips and it's going to make it way easier. And it's going to show you that your excuses are just excuses because there are parents of eight kids doing it. Andy has seven businesses and he does it every single day. I, nothing special, but I have my own business and I have a podcast and I think I traveled four different trips during this. 
I have events, we have family dinners, we had bridal party. Like there's never going to be a time or a perfect opportunity in your life when you don't have anything else going on. The point is to figure out how to get your shit together while you have things going on because you're going to have stuff going on for the rest of your life. And you're going to have to learn how to It's only going to get worse as you get older too. Might as well learn as it's happening. Yeah. So to anybody doing it, cheers, good luck, continue working hard. To anybody who's thinking about doing it, hope that this helped push you in the right direction because it really is an awesome program and it really does so much for you from a personal growth perspective. And yeah. That's it. Thanks guys. We'll catch you next time. See everybody. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.